Ruoff Mortgage wants to welcome you home with their fast and stress-free mortgage process. Ruoff knows that when you're ready to move, you want to keep things moving. From the moment you start, Ruoff makes sure the process moves quickly, often twice as fast as other lenders, so you can close quickly and settle in sooner. Visit Ruoff.com to learn how you can qualify for the fastest loan of your life. That's Ruoff, R-U-O-F-F dot com. NASCAR season is here, and everyone on the Toyota racing team is doing their part to perform at the highest level. From driver Ty Gibbs to amateur musician Russell Viper, who's working on the perfect pre-race pump-up track for the team. Start those Camrys up! Yeah! To accomplish greater things this year, everyone plays a part. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc. Hello again, this is Steve Post in the Wing Nation studio, Tires. We have spent a lot of time, in fact, this past week in the work area, we spent a lot of time talking about tires, and I got thinking, I said, you know, we hear from so many people, why don't we talk to guys that know far more about it than we do? Um, let's talk to someone from Hoosier, and then when we get done, we're going to talk with Brent Marks and kind of get his perspective, because he's kind of the the, the, the driver that's, uh, that's, that's kind of got a lot of this conversation started. And uh, so joining me now on the hotline, he is the Dirt Oval Business Units Manager for Hoosier Racing Tires. Neil Common is on the line. Hello, Neil. How are you? Hi, Steve. Um, I'm doing great. And, uh, of course, it's a very, very busy time for us, and uh, – <laughs> But I really appreciate you having me on the show. Well, I tell you what, I, I I want your perspective so much. There's so much speculation and social media drama and drama. I want your perspective and 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 let's get right into this. Um, just a couple of issues or topics, Neil. My first question for you, like when we talk about the supply chain issues, um, are there issues with supply chain elements, ingredients? Are there issues with manpower? Where where are you guys at that with Hoosier? Well, you know, there there definitely is a, a supply issue with raw materials, but but quite honestly, um, and and really, you know, I'm going to go back to the to the uh, pandemic yeah. back in the spring of 2020, just really quickly, if I can. Sure. Um, you know, uh, heading, you know, that happened in March of 2020, and we had a sufficient amount of inventory built up in our warehouse for for really all forms of racing. Uh, course march is when everything really kicks off nationwide uh but then we had the sudden shutdown and lockdowns and racing really came to a halt uh but for us at that time we never did shut down manufacturing now we did have some uh rolling layoffs uh we did scale back production because at that point every day it was getting our crystal ball out you know when will racing return and when it returns, what kind of demand will there be? And and uh, will all parts of the country come back uh, at the same time? So, you know, we knew at that time is we have to be prepared when racing restarts. So we never did shut down manufacturing. We did have some rolling layoffs. Um, and when racing did return very strong in May and June of that summer, uh, we were able to supply the industry – and uh, we had enough tires that summer, which we were, you know, very proud of what we did. Mm-hmm. Um, but coming out of the, those layoffs, we we did uh, have some employees that didn't return. 
Um, and really since that time, we've been trying to build up our workforce ever since then. And we've been trying to keep up with the demand. Now, you know, for us here in northern Indiana, it's a very, very competitive uh, workforce right now. The county next to us is Elkhart County. And, of course, that's the RV and trailer capital of the United States. And there's a high demand in that market as well. So we're competing against the, the same labor market as the, as the trailer and RV industry. That's 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 got to just be. We've seen this everywhere. We can, you can't get seated at a restaurant these days at times. You know, I mean. So really, this is this is kind of an overriding issue that's that's impacting you guys. Uh, continues to impact Hoosier. Absolutely. So um, again, the biggest thing for us right now today mm-hmm. is not so much the raw materials that are uh, limiting the production, but it's just getting enough people hired to keep up with demand. And and we're seeing improvements in that. Um, we're we're gaining in one of our, our employees. Um, our daily production numbers are coming up, um, but you know it takes time. Uh, when we get new employees hired, there's a there's a tremendous amount of handwork involved in building uh, these buy ply sprint car tires and dirt tires. Mm-hmm. And so it takes, you know, when you hire someone and they have a desire to work, uh, they have some skill set, it takes several months, upwards to even a year, to get really skilled at at building a complex sprint car dirt tire or maybe a drag slick. Um, so as you're training that person, someone has to train that person. And the person that's doing the training is a, is a longtime veteran worker, and as he's training that person, his productivity comes down. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it makes it makes it very challenging. Yes, we're seeing an increase in employees, um, but and the production numbers are coming up. But it takes time, and and we're going to continue to have. It's going to be very tight all summer on supply. This NASCAR season, every member of the Toyota Racing Team is doing their part to take the trophy home. Like 6th grader Melissa Kowalski, who changes true to true X on every true-false quiz she takes. All my teachers are Martin Truex Jr. fans now. Keep up the great work, Melissa. To accomplish greater things this year, everyone plays a part. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc. Is there is there you you mentioned and we talked about the workforce? Are there are there specific raw materials that are challenging as well? We see that and and uh, Neil, I've got a friend that runs a pie company, and there's one ingredient I forget what it was. He was telling me they can't get to make pies. Uh, is, is there an ingredient challenge or are uh, are parts or pieces challenge as well? Uh, I, I wouldn't say any just one specific part, but. Uh... But all of it's kind of challenging okay. at times, you know, the, the carbon black, the chemicals, the nylon. Uh, but, again, we've been able to get those supplies in in a timely manner uh, to keep production going. Again, the biggest, the biggest thing with keeping up with production is really just, again, increasing our workforce. Good. And, and you know, I'd, I'd really like to take this time to, to really thank all the men and women in our manufacturing facility. Uh, you know, a lot of these people are, are race fans, 
Um, and they take it, they, they have a lot of pride in what they do and what they build. And, uh, we're, you know, we're working uh, around the clock. We're, we're a, a three-shift company, you know, uh, five days a week around the clock. And we also have uh, weekend work right now, Saturday and sometimes Sunday. So just really like to thank everybody in our manufacturing facility. They're, they're just working their butts off. Yeah, I, I I love the signs when you go to a restaurant. Uh, thank the people who did show up at work, uh, you know, and uh, and and I'm sure they're grinding it out and busting their tail to get these uh, get these tires out the door. So um, I'm I'm glad you took the time to do that because uh, sometimes we 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 direct venom to the people who are actually doing the job, and uh, that's that that that's good. You've got a good workforce there, and and I'm I'm glad you mentioned them. So we get into last week. And I can't even imagine sitting around what the discussion is when you know you're going to have to lay a price increase, a second price increase here recently. The process to get there, Neil, that can that just cannot be a fun day at the office. No, it's not at all. It's it's very very difficult. We've had very lengthy, difficult discussions uh, daily uh, about the price increase and. You know, I, I've been here at Hoosier for 34 years, and, uh, you know, typically uh, we have a, a price increase effective January 1st of each year, and uh, those prices, you know, we generally never have a mid-season price increase. And, you know, over the years, um, you know, I think back to 2008 when we had the, um, you know, we had the economic downturn and, and uh you know, gas prices at that time were pushing five dollars and and a per gallon. And of course, a lot of the uh, what goes into building tires is oils and chemicals. And so, in two thousand eight, we had a significant spike in raw material costs that summer, but we did not pass any of that on to the to the customers. We we held our pricing the entire year, and we always have done that. We've always tried to be sensitive. Of the industry, but here we are, um, unprecedented times. Um, our raw material costs are increasing at historical high levels. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, talking about the labor, uh, you know, we we've had to to increase uh, wages. Uh, we're we're doing creative things to to retain workers. Um, and we've had to do creative things like on the back shifts, the second and third shifts. Uh, every one of those people are very important in manufacturing. And, of course, um, the logistic cost of getting the materials to our doorstep. All of these things are just at historical highs, and they continue to skyrocket. And uh, even with the price increase we implemented uh, just recently – we're still not covering all all the cost uh, that we're seeing on the raw materials. Mm. Well, listeners, in case you didn't get enough sports today, here's an ad break that'll tell you how to watch even more sports. YouTube is the new home of NFL Sunday Ticket. And if you sign up now, you'll get our lowest full season price of the year. Just go to youtube.com slash Spotify offer to get $100 off NFL Sunday Ticket. Watch your favorite team's out-of-market Sunday afternoon games exclusively on YouTube and YouTube TV. All right, enough about sports. Go get more sports. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends June 6th. No refunds. 
I, 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 it just, again, I, it just echoes every industry. You, you see this across the board. We just, we just happen to be sprint car fans and dirt track fans. That's for sure. Um, overall, obviously, you know, when a decision is made to make a price increase, you know, there's going to be a reaction. Um, there's obviously been social media chatter. Uh, Brett Marks made a statement with uh, the, the, the neck band and the, and the decal on the car. Your your take on that? Do you pay much attention to that? How do you? What's your reaction to that, Neil? Well, you know, we we do pay attention to that, and and believe me, Brent Marks. I I have a tremendous amount of respect for Brett. Uh, actually, I was just thinking on Sunday morning after he won at Devil's Bowl, I'm like, wow, he's off to a hot start. Uh, he won at Lincoln Speedway already. He he left Central PA, went down and won at Devil's Bowl. Uh, Brett's off to a hot start. He's, in my opinion, a very underrated racer. I don't know where he stands in the power rankings right now in sprint car racing, but, but uh, you know, Brent's. I have a tremendous amount of respect for Brent, his team, and and we respect all these car owners and drivers, and and we're sensitive to to what they're saying, and and even our again talking about the employees in the plant. Uh, they they see what's being said and it they take it personal and uh and again those people in the plant you know they're they're doing everything they can every day uh to to get the needed tires built to keep up with the demand not only in sprint car racing but we're seeing a tremendous demand in all forms of racing from karting quarter midgets drag racing circuit racing oval track asphalt so it's almost like the, the we're, we're the the growth of motorsports. Look, Neil Milbridge last week had thirty five six hundred micros. They haven't had. It's been mid twenties on a good night. The overall growth of the sport has got to be tough to factor in as well. It's a great problem to have, but it's got to be a challenging factor as it, well. It is very challenging, and and right now, today, yeah. I just think overall overall dirt racing in general, it's at an all time high popularity in our country i feel and and there's many reasons for that and uh you know and and, and some of the reasons you know i just look at the the cup uh team car owners right now they're allowing their drivers to go out and moonlight and do what they grew up doing and and what they're passionate about and i i think what kyle larson has done uh you look at seabell yep. i think seabell won uh, Power I Midget race a couple weeks ago in a micro race, I believe, on the same night. I believe at I-44 in Riverside, I believe, or it might have been Port City. I can't remember which <laughs> which race it was that weekend. But, but you know, you just, you know, what Kyle Larson has done, Seabell, Chase Briscoe, even Alex Bowman, uh, who, by the way, was very impressive down at Volusia County Speedway in February. Um, but, you know, I'm kind of digressing and getting off course talking about Hoosier, but but I think that these are some of the factors that have just created such a demand in our in oval track dirt racing, and not just sprint cars, but just, you know, again, from what we're seeing at Millbridge, like you mentioned, in, in uh, midgets, uh, non-wing sprints, uh, oh. all forms of dirt racing. So, Neil, finally, how do we manage this now going forward as far as uh, inventory supply? You, you've indicated you're, you guys are pedaling with, with, with your workforce as hard as you can and getting more people on board. What is what is the prospect look like for this year, and how do you work with series and sanctioning bodies on these challenges? Well, you know, we are 
right now today we're having conversations with sanctioning bodies and tracks and we're having daily conversations with our distributor and dealer network um because i i will say again the demand has not cooled off whatsoever um not just again not just in sprint car racing but all types of dirt racing and i i will say it's going to continue to be a very challenging year uh to keep up with the demand and the supply and and i go back to last summer uh last summer uh supply was very very tight but we managed to get the right tires produced and we managed to get the right tires in the right places all season long to keep all racing going and and again that's something we've been very proud of and really that continues today into 2022 um you know we're doing the same thing we're we're producing tires we're trying to get the tires to the right locations the right distributors and get them into the into the dealers hands so we can keep the racing going but it's uh it's going to be very tight yeah yep that well that's uh, that's that's kind of what we've we've heard, but it's great to uh, get get your perspective and understand that as well from your perspective. Personally, uh, you talk about you were hired by Hoosier in 1988. Uh, you talked about I, I heard you on an open red conversation being a kid growing up going to Williams Grove in Lincoln. Um, it's kind of cool to get your dream job, but some days it's got to be a challenge for you personally as you as you deal with all of this, Neil. What what's what's it been like for you personally as a passionate sprint car guy? Uh, going through this last uh, last couple of years, actually. Well, it's it's been very very difficult, you know, and and uh, you know, no different than every employee that builds the tires, yeah. and uh, I, I take it personal too, and and uh, it, it's been it's been very difficult. Um, yes, it has been. Yeah, Neil, I appreciate it. I love your passion for the sport, your passion for dirt track racing and building those quality Hoosier tires. We appreciate your perspective and sharing that with us here on Wing Nation. I think it's something that needed to be heard and maybe opens up our eyes to to, to some of the discussion points we've heard out there. So thanks again, Neil. We appreciate the time. I appreciate it, Steve. And I'd just like to say one more time, sure. um, I really would like to thank our, our distributors and all the dealers out there. They're on the front line every weekend, and uh, they're, they're doing everything they can as well. There you go. Yeah, you're right about that. They 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 hear it and live it as well. That's Neil Common, the Dirt Oval Business Unit Manager for Hoosier Racing Tires. Thanks again, Neil. And uh, we're going to step away. When we come back, we'll have Brunt Marks. But thanks, Neil. Thank you so much, Steve. You got it. A special edition of Wing Nation as we're talking one of the issues, tires. And we appreciate, again, Neil Common from the uh, Hoosier Racing uh, uh, Tires coming out and joining us to give the perspective of the manufacturer and all the challenges they're dealing with, the perspective of a team owner and a driver and all the challenges he's dealing with, although Saturday night at Devil's Bowl didn't look like a lot of challenges. That car was on a rail. We will talk a little bit about that. But uh, Brent Marks joins us uh, from somewhere down in the state of Texas. Hello, Brent. Welcome back to Wing Nation. Thanks for having me on, Steve. It's uh, great to be on with you again. Yeah, I want to talk about that big win, but while it's fresh in mind and we just got off the phone with Neil and the, and the, and the Hoosier Tire deal, you became the poster child. I think every race car driver probably on the planet has probably had a lot of the same sentiment going into this. You became the poster child on um, Saturday night with your decision not to wear the neckband and uh, the, uh, the the marking out the decal on the car. Brent, 
just walk us through your decision to make that stand. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm not one to really be vocal about things. Um, and I just thought that, you know, doing a silent protest was something that I was comfortable with, you know, cause I don't like to get online and, you know, and, and stir and, and just stir the pot. And, um, but, you know, as a team owner and, and, you know, what a lot of people don't realize is this is also a business for us. So I, I felt like I needed to make some type of stand against the, the increase in price. And I'm not, you know, and I'm not, I know that, you know, there's supply chain issues and just everything going on within, within Hoosier, the company, and it's every single company, but, you know, we've had a 31 and a half percent increase this year in tire prices. And that's, that's huge. You know, don't sound like a lot when you're spending an extra $70 for a tire a night, but when you add that up over a period of time throughout the entire year, that comes up to thousands of dollars a year. And it's frustrating because we have already set our budgets for the year. So we set, we made deals with our sponsors. They set their budgets. And so we're not in a position where we can just go to our sponsors and be like, Hey, we have to raise our, you know, our sponsorship up 31%. Like you just can't do that in the racing world. It just, it just doesn't work that way. So we're having to, uh, to eat a lot of that. And it's very difficult when you try to, to race professionally to, to um, manage that. And I feel like that was a great time to try to maybe put pressure on Hoosier to maybe, you know, ruffle their feathers a little bit to put pressure on the tracks and series to try to figure something out. Cause what I'm afraid of, everybody has money to race right now, but when we get to summertime, there's going to be no money left for a lot of these race teams, especially back in Pennsylvania. And then when you start seeing 15, 16, maybe even less cars show up at Williams Grove on a Friday night or on a Saturday night at Port Royal, a lot of fans are going to start getting upset. They're just not going to show up and it's just going to start hurting everybody. So I think now is the time to try to figure something out. And I'm not saying that, you know, we need to change tire companies or open the tire row or anything like that. Like, I don't think that's feasible right now, but um, what needs to happen, I think is the rules need to change and maybe we just need to go to a hard tire. That way we can get a night or two out of them. You know I mean? That's going to make up a huge difference at the end of the year when we can save, you know, an extra $300. I mean, right now with tax, you know, we're spending 301 for a rear tire mm. and that's right rear end left rear. And it'd be different if, you know, not mean, I don't mean to pick on Hoosier too much, but you know, the product's not that great right now. You know, we're getting tires that we're racing that's growing or shrinking two and a half inches during a race. Um, and our air pressure is all fine. You know, um, that's very frustrating. We're getting tires with, lots of camber built in them. Um, you're sitting there rolling, you're sitting there sitting flat on the trailer floor and the thing's leaning looks like two inches to one direction. Like we can't run that stuff. Um, we've had a lot of tires are out around. Uh, and when we have those issues because of the supply chain, supply chain issues, they're not taking returns. So a lot of these other teams are getting stuck with these tires that they can't use. So it's just a very frustrating situation. And um, I don't know. I just feel like something needs to be done. And I think now is the time before everybody starts running out of money. So there, there's, there's two aspects of this to me, the, the, the timing of this and, you know, standing on victory lane with a $20,000 win is certainly putting the spotlight on it. You just feel like let's, let's get the dialogue. Let's get the conversation started. Let's be, be, uh, be positive preemptive on this so that in August we don't have those grim scenarios that you laid out. 
Yeah, exactly. You know, and the reason why I did what I did was, you know, because, you know, the Hoosier neck band is mandatory. The sticker on our cars are mandatory. The race was series. Um, and, you know, as a team owner, I, I don't, when we're having issues like this, I don't want to have to represent something that I'm not happy with. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. So um, I can't just take the sticker off my car. I mean, it's mandatory to race with the Board of Outlaws and the All-Stars or whatever. So I just felt like, you know, I could make a statement by putting a black piece of tape through it and just kind of get the conversation started. And calling, you know, calling Hoosier privately or these tracks and series privately, um, that's one thing. We always talk and it seems like you may have that conversation. It seems like you get somewhere, but then a week down the road or two weeks down the road, it's like nothing happens. It never happens. And it's uh, very frustrating. And a lot of other teams can um, back me up on that. So, um, you know, it seems like in today's world, the only way to get through to some, to get something accomplished is to do it publicly, uh, unfortunately, but that's just the the way the world works right now. And um, yeah, like I said, you know, I don't, I'm not, I don't really like to be in the spotlight in this issue, but you know, as a team owner and a, and a business owner, I, I feel like I have to try to fight for this because I have obligations to, to my sponsors to compete as much as I can this year. And, you know, I set a schedule of, you know, hundred some races that I wanted to race this year. And then might get to a point where I'm just going to have to pick and choose because I, you know, still got to make money at this somehow. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm just very thankful that I have the people that I have behind me supporting me to be able to do what I, what I do. And, um, you know, I just, um, just trying to help as much as I can and just stick up for the guys that, that don't have the type of support I have. That's neat. That's neat. So to me, it's like we have the the tire, the cost, the supply, the inventory issue. But to me, it also sounds like communication issue as well. And, and you know, I, I believe you've done a good job getting that conversation started. We're, we're talking about it here. Um, yeah. What is the what is, what is the reaction been, you know, from anybody and everybody? Have you heard from series? Have you heard? I'm assuming fellow drivers and team owners are probably kind of what is the reaction been in general, Brent? Yeah, no, I mean, I've heard a lot of reactions from other teams and drivers, um, you know, that that have been supporting this. Unfortunately, I haven't heard a word from any series or tracks or Hoosier itself. So, um, you know, that's kind of unfortunate, but, you know, uh, just uh, it is what it is. I'm just hoping that, um, you know, this opens up a lot of people's eyes and, 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 you know, they just don't realize you know, I like to look in the future and I just don't think people realize what the consequences are going to be this year. Like our sport is in a great spot right now. We don't want to, we don't want to take a step backwards and ruin it by people not being able to afford the race, you know? And I mean, I mean, I like my, my tire budget this year is going to be 25, maybe 30,000 more than last year. That's a lot of money, Jeez. you know? Um, and this year it's going to be double what my motor bills are. Remember when the big topic was people can't afford motors. Well, now it's people can't afford tires and it's, you know, it's sad. And, you know, I'll, I'll use Volusia, for example, that, that last night, it cost us $1,100 to time trial. We burned that many tires off and it's just, that's a lot of, that's a lot of money to try to make up. And then, you know, we have our diesel price, you know, gas prices and diesel price. And then, Come summertime, that's going to cost tracks a lot of money to keep their their track prep, you know, good. And and if they're not seeing that it's feasible for them to uh, to keep spending that type of money, we're going to have some racetracks that are going to be hard on tires. And I imagine the type of 
the cost is going to be. So it's just, I just think we need to do something. Um, I think the easiest thing to do is just make a rule change and just go to a, a hard tire and, and, you know, we'll figure it out. There's going to be a lot of teams that are winning championships and races that are probably going to complain about that just because they got a program that works. I feel like I got a program that works, but, um, you know, I just think something needs to be done. And I'm not saying it needs to last forever just until things get under control. That's all. Good things pointed in a positive direction. That's for sure. I appreciate you laying that out for us, Brent. Um, I really do. It's, it's, it's tough with a picture or a, or, a, or a tweet or something like that. So I appreciate you laying that out in, in a logical, sensible way of doing it. Um, the other thing that I wanted to talk to you about, and Aaron and I talked about this on Tuesday, uh, it is so difficult running with the World of Outlaws. Right now, the competition level with the World of Outlaws is through the roof. It has got to be absolutely amazing to be able to roll in and whoop those guys like you did at Devil's Bowl. Granted, you went to Evolution, you got you 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 you're on the opposite end of it, but it has got to be night for that for for to to go somewhere like that and to be as dominant as you were on Saturday night, Brent. Yeah, we we had a really good car, and uh, you know we were fortunate we got a good pill draw on the in the dash that. That made a big difference, um, but I felt like we had a good enough car. We could have worked our way up through there if, if we had to start a little deeper. Um, but, you know, it's just, you know, Heath and Heath and Fudd just work really hard for me, and um, we all work one as a team, and and I think that, you know, um, creates success. So we've just been – we've been gelling really well together and, and working together. It's not a one-man band around here, and uh, not one single person makes decisions. We just – we all talk about it and – and uh, go on, you know, with, with our night and make decisions together. And it's just been working really well. So um very fortunate to be able to, to come down here and win that race. Uh, that, that, I felt like that was a big race for me, um, you know, to, uh, to win in the home state of um, Alan Murray and his family who are uh, partners on our car and, and uh, just felt really special to me. So um, yeah, it's just, it's just awesome. I love racing with the world of outlaws. I, I think it's still the, you know, premier series in the country and, and uh, the things that they have done over the last few years to, to raise their purses and their points fund and um, everything they have going on, they just seem to be, be making it better every year for, for us. And, uh, you know, very appreciative of that. And, you know, I wish I could, you know, be out there with them, you know, a lot more than, than, than we are right now. But uh, the way the way life is for, for us right now, it's just, you know, we're happy doing what we're doing. If the world of outlaws roll into Port Royal or new or Anthony or Lance DeWeese or Logan whoop them, that's fine. If they roll into Lincoln and Danny does it to go. And, and actually, I, I was thinking about this. It's not even and, and you've won at neutral sites, places where they haven't ran a lot. You almost went to World of Outlaws home turf, not only the historical home turf of that. But when you're talking those World of Outlaw teams, they have so many laps around Devil's Bowl that we talk about getting off the porch. You almost went to somebody else's porch. Um, there's there's got that's got to be neat to be able to do that at a historic place like Devil's Bowl. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, and I, I spent three years on the outlaw tour. Yeah. So, you know, I, I know, I know how, uh, um, I've learned a lot of how, you know, they, they compete from race to race and, and, and the importance of, you know, getting that, that, um, you know, that, that setup that's just solid everywhere you go. Yeah. And it's just about putting yourself in position to win those races, you know, and, you know, and you go back to PA and there's some guys that are going to be more superior than, than the outlaws, you know, just because they're, they're set up that kind of works everywhere. It's just 
okay there, but but as long as they get qualified and get themselves in a dash, they have a shot to win that race every night. And um, so that's just, you know, that's something that you have to learn being out on the road. And, you know, I, I just know there's, you know, something I was guilty of this back when I raced PA. I mean, there's one night that you, you win a race and you're like, man, I just wasn't good enough. And you go ahead and do a total 180 for the next week to try to get better. And then you run 18th. So it's just, that's just something you can't do on, on the outlaw tour because you don't hit the same track every week. So um, you just have to find that common ground and, and work with it every week and get yourself in position. And, and yeah, we, you know, we had a dominating race there on, on Saturday, but you know, my car wasn't perfect. I, I honestly don't think anybody's going to find a perfect car anymore right now, but um, you know, you just have to get out there and, and, and muscle it and just, um, you know, race as hard as you can every lap. And that's one thing about the world, world of outlaws. You have to be a hundred percent every single lap. There's just no, there's no, uh, slacking off because as soon as you do there's somebody there to pounce on you we have talked to you over the course of the last few years about if you could ever qualify well and be in dashes you had more hard charger awards than anyone else and 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 i and and i I, if i i hope this doesn't sound like poking fun at you i think we've we've laughed with you and talked about it um what have you done and what do you continue to do to make that early portion of the night make your latter portion of the night a little bit easier to accomplish. Oh, yeah, we've come definitely come a long way with our qualifying program. And, and a lot of that has to, uh, a lot of the credit has to go to Tim at HP engines for, for that. He's done a fantastic job for us to, to better our program. And, um, you know, he's just doing a phenomenal job. So I really appreciate what he's doing. And, um, when you can get a motor that runs, you know, that makes life a lot easier and, uh, you know, you makes your car handle better, just, just every aspect of, of things. It, it's all about that motor. So he's doing a fantastic job and, and we've just been working on our setup a little bit to, to be better throughout the entire night and not just really keep throwing a kitchen sink at it through the whole night until we finally hit on something. So, um, you know, I just, we just finally, finally figure something out and, uh, it's just working. So we just got to, make sure that we continue to to stick with it and not get ourselves too far off off of that. All those years of hard chargers passing cars served you well in lap traffic because you were slicing through that lap traffic, though. I mean, uh, there, 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 it, it, it's not how you want to get that skill set, but uh, that that certainly was uh, – you you had an advantage going through lap traffic as well on Saturday night. That, that, that car was yeah. just rolling. Yeah, yeah, we could really work through the traffic really well. And like you said, that just – you know, I – I'm just kind of used to trying to get around cars. So, uh, you know, it just, you know, felt like second nature to me, but, but I know how it is too. Like you're out front on a track like that. And, and, uh, you know, I didn't know I had a, uh, that big of a lead, you know, cause you get in lap traffic and you feel your pit, just the yeah. pace of your car slowing down and just, just everything going on. And you feel like you're constantly being chased. So you just need to get through it as quick as you can. And, and, uh, that's what I was doing. So yeah, we just, we had a great night. Finally, for you, Brent, and I may have said finally the last question, but something just came to mind. Um, a year ago, and the reason I know it was a year ago, because I was at Richmond doing the NASCAR race. I went and watched you race at Virginia Motor Speedway. And a couple of days later, you became a free agent and an independent contractor and doing your own deal again. One year later, uh, I can't imagine the journey you've been on with, with Brent Marks racing and then moving to Murray Marks racing. Uh, does it seem like a year to you that, 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 that last deal went away and this new deal came along for you? Uh, just time flies. Yeah. You know, my, 
feels like yesterday my daughter was born and she's already six years old. So it just, it just time flies, you know, we stay super busy all the time and we race a lot. So, you know, um, now I put all that stuff to the past and, you know, I, I don't regret doing that at all. You know, I learned a lot. Yeah. Um, I learned a lot of things there and, um, still very thankful for the opportunity that I had. So something that I felt like I needed to do in my life. And, um, you know, after that, I just felt like, you know, I was just a, a different person mentally. And, and, um, I just got back to work and just tried to, to build this team back up to what I know it can be. And, and, uh, I feel like we're heading in that direction right now. Brian Brown described you in his post race as the fastest non-outlaw car in the country. So I would say it's rolling along pretty well. Uh, it's good high praise from, from Brownie for sure. Brent, congratulations on the success. Congratulations on the win. And, and beyond that, thank you so much for, for coming on and choosing to talk uh, a little bit about the Hoosier tire situation. You, you did thrust yourself into the headlines, but I appreciate you breaking it down and giving us your perspective on it. We talked to Neil beforehand, gave his perspective. I think what we have here for the fans and for those in the sport is a really good view of it and i appreciate your perspective on that and your continued success thanks for joining us yeah well i appreciate having me on thank you there we go that's brent marks joining us here on wing nation your thoughts on tires your thoughts on brent and the uh murray uh murray marks racing murray marks motorsports team uh you can type those thoughts in the comments or follow along with it we'd love to hear from you but appreciate all of that i'm steve post from wing nation thanks again to neil common from um, Hoosier Tires, and thanks to Brent Marks for joining us here on this uh, special edition, if you will, of Wing Nation. Buying a house can feel like you're going 200 miles per hour in bumper-to-bumper traffic with a dirty windshield and the sun in your eyes. Ruoff Mortgage has the technology, expert staff, and resources to simplify the process while speeding up the time it takes to get clear to close. So while getting a loan can seem intimidating, Ruoff Mortgage will have you opening the door to your new home fast and stress-free. Visit Ruoff.com to learn more. That's Ruoff.com.